This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by EpicMerchStore.com, a website offering tons of merch for more than 200 punk, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the world for punk rockers from all around the world. Hello, punk rock girls and punk rock boys! Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 13! I'm your host, Emilie Plamondon. I'm from Quebec City, Canada, and I'm happy to be your punk rock spreader host! Yeah! <laughs> On today's episode, you're gonna listen to the last part of the conversation I had with the fantastic Aaron Carnes. We still talked about ska music, but also about some new bands we discovered recently. His book, of course, in defense of ska and the writing process. We're gonna listen to his band, Flat Planet, and I'm gonna give you two great recommendations for Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous from Toronto and the Round Down Creeps from Los Angeles. Let's go, let's tank our lives once again. Oh. But first, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, EpicMerchStore.com. And by the way, I'm wearing an amazing Tsunami Bomb t-shirt right now. So I love Ben shirts and I'm really happy about this partnership with EpicMerchStore.com. They have an impressive catalog of t-shirts, hoodies, hats and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, metal and hardcore bands from all around the world. Small bands, bigger bands, all bands. For example, you can find merch for bands like A When I'm Scream, oh yeah, Mute, or Jacket's Revenge, much the same, Down by Love, Big D and the Kids Table, Chaser, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Randy, Pule, Darko, No Trigger, Tsunami Bomb, and so, so, so many more. What I like the most is that they have exclusive designs and we can choose between many different colors and sizes, and they offer flat rate shipping costs, which is really great. Get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com! Hello, punk rockers! I hope you're doing great today for the 13th episode. I'm okay, I'm a little tired, and honestly, I can't wait to have the vaccine. I didn't have my first shot yet, so I'm waiting. I miss my friends so much. I miss my parents, my sister. This week, it's been a little harder than usual, because, you know... Family is important and I feel sometimes that this sickness, this COVID shit just stole them from me because I usually see them a lot because we are very, very close. I love to spend time with my mother, my dad, my sister, my brother-in-law, my nephew, all my, my nephew dogs and my nephew cat. <laughs> I had a few coffees with my dad, but like at two meters and very shortly. I took some walk with my mom, but my sister, oh, that's, it's been a while. And I miss like, you know, family dinners with a lot of jokes, puns, wine, <laughs> and amazing moments. But I'm still keeping hope. I'm still having fun with this podcast, my radio show, the Facebook Live every Sunday. And I've been listening to a lot of ska music recently since the last episode because of the interview I made with Aaron Carnes. I learned so many things. It's just crazy. So I can't wait for you to listen to the second part in a few minutes. I've been also working on some amazing punk rock collaboration these days. I feel really, really lucky to have this in my life. Um, also, oh, that was fun. I was a guest for some podcasts too. And I can't wait for you to listen to those episodes. I had so, so, so much fun. Wow. With great, great people. I can't tell right now. I think they might be mad at me if I do. <laughs> 
So I'll tell you whenever it's ready. And I want to thank you to all the supporters of the show who helped the podcast through the Buy Me a Coffee platform. It's super appreciated. I have some ideas for the podcast to improve it. So it really helps. Thank you so much. Okay, since I don't have any much to say today, what if we go listening to a song right now? Are we? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, the first recommendation for today is about one of the most talented singers in the world, in my opinion. It's Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. They are playing ska punk songs with killer and very catchy melodies. They released an EP in 2019 called Heart is Stupid. Stupid. And it's really fun because on this EP, there is a song called Fuck You Cupid. Fuck you Cupid me! But because of the pandemic, they made a new version called Fuck You COVID! And they made a video too, it's just amazing. So that's the song I want you to hear right now. Fuck you COVID!
Oh yeah, fuck you, COVID. <laughs> Such an amazing, fun song. I love it. Okay, now it's time to hear the last part of the interview I made with Aaron Carnes. Honestly, you absolutely need to listen to part one if you haven't yet. Also, I finished reading the book a few days ago and it's a treasure of memories. The amount of work he put into this writing is incredible. And you'll hear about that on this part of the interview. And I think that whether you like Ska or hate it, the history is so important to know, as well as the anti-racist values and how the more recent wave of Ska is also important, even if it's been laughed at a lot. So let's go, Aaron! Interview. And now, the conclusion. For you, because you say that uh, ska is a way of life, a way of living, mm -hmm. uh, what, what do you mean by that? I guess, you know, I mean, it might be, um, it, I might be being a little poetic there, but I think what mm -hmm. I'm saying is that it's not a trend. It's, mm -hmm. it, people, see, people see ska as this trend that people go through, an adolescent trend. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to say that that might be true for some people, But there's lots of us who get into the music and who stay into the music, even as old people, and who continue to listen to all these different bands. You know, it's 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 a legitimate genre that people that people are into for their you know for their whole life, mm -hmm. and and I, I'm just trying to just trying to push back on this idea that like ska's this music that teenagers discover and get into for a few years and then grow out of. Mm. Yeah. And it's so, uh, I always thought that sh ska shows were really fun because everyone was so happy for once, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's so much more than this. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people at ska shows, I don't know that they're jumping for joy. I think it's like kind of just that it's cathartic. It's a cathartic release of energy. Yeah. And I think I'm sure a lot of people before they came to the show or having a bad day and then they exactly. get to the show and it's just like, you know, it's like it lifts their spirits. It kind of like get, they just kind of dance their negative mm -hmm. energy out, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, that's pretty much true for a lot of punk too. I mean, yeah. people react the same way at punk shows. They, it's cathartic. It's mm -hmm. like, they're, they're just getting this negative energy out of them. We, yeah. And it's a, such a family, like the crowd, it's such a, I think it's a very huge family together like my punk rock friends here it's exactly this <laughs> we meet together we're having fun at a show uh so i think the ska crowd since it's similar to punk rock crowd it's the same vibe probably yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it's great and about your your own experience because you you used to play drum we talked briefly about you playing in a ska band so what mm -hmm. did you learn from this experience So your band was Flat Planet, right? Yeah, Flat Planet. That was my band. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't that we weren't that big. <laughs> But it was like, you know, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was an important time in my life. Um I Flat Planet existed before I saw Skank and Pickle, but we oh. weren't playing ska. Oh, okay. We I didn't playing, know. Hmm. We were playing, I think we were like really into stuff like The Police and and Rush and like oh. kind of kind of, you know, heady heady, you know, sure. stuff like that. And as soon as I got I saw Skank and Pickle, I was, I wanted to play ska. It took, it probably took six months to a year for me to convince the band members. Mm -hmm. And eventually we went all in on ska and definitely wanted to be like Skank and Pickle. Um, 
we we played we did we toured we did like three tours so we got to do like diy touring and stuff and we we recorded one demo tape and then we recorded what was going to be our full-length debut album but then we kind of imploded before it released no. but a couple a couple of those songs landed on comps but the rest of the album I'm, i got you know in my in my room someday we should put out to the world <laughs> Yeah, uh, and after that, did you have other bands? Um, I have been in, yeah, I've been in several other bands uh, since then. That was the only ska band I've oh, done. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, after Flat Planet, I had a series of like really short-lived bands that just didn't really, mm-hmm. t- it's really hard, it's really hard to get a band going because oh, yeah. it's like se- several people and uh, the thing with Flat Especially Planet Especially ska. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flat Planet, we were all like really good friends. So that's that definitely helps mm-hmm. to keep a band together when you're all friends. We started as high school friends. A couple members changed, but we were all good friends and, and we all really wanted it to happen. But just different issues happened why it ended up not. But that's why we were able to make the band happen for, you know, a couple of years at least. But after that, it was like, you know, I was in my early 20s and, you know, I started I started bands with friends, but people start thinking about their future differently mm-hmm. when they're like 23, 24. Yeah. And it's really hard to just start putting energy in this thing and mm-hmm. make it more than a hobby. Um, my most, the only band that's really lasted a long time is my, is the band that I started like, like I want to say like 11 or 12 years ago. Yeah. It's a, a band I have called Nar Boots with um, my friend, Adam Davis, who uh, he oh. is from Link 80. He was the second guitarist for Link 80. Him and I are old, old friends Mm-hmm. And um, it's like an electronic project at this point. It started out as a punk rock band, but we were always very experimental and always trying to put on a a, a really weird live show, really like engaging <laughs> live show. So eventually we dropped instruments. We put all our music on the iPod, made it all electronic and made we, we, we got off the stage. We made it be like we would be in the audience with the people. Now we put like a parachute over us. We have like lights. We try to make it a dance party. So it's pretty much... <laughs> we're really trying to like have a, a, a an engaging experience where people are not on their phones that they're like participating. Mm-hmm. So that's probably been the most like consistent band I've done since flat planet. Oh, great. And now you, do you still go to ska shows? When I did. It... Well, bef- before pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I saw before, uh, I would say about One to two months before the lockdown happened here, I saw Mustard Plug and the Toasters. Uh, and um, I'm, yeah, that was, uh, it was a great show. And it was packed. It was really packed. Yeah. It was like four or 500 people there sold out. I love Mustard Plug. I'm uh, Mustard Plug. I'm, um, I'm friend with Nate, drummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. he's a great yeah. guy. Uh, I want to talk about the writing process of sure. your book because it's crazy how many people you you talked about in in the book uh it must have been lots of research uh mm-hmm. since when did you start writing yeah First. Uh, a long time ago i started yeah. in <laughs> that's what i thought yeah yeah so 2013 was when oh, i really started wow yeah. and how can you uh, yeah what was the process of writing uh, do you start with just what you remember then you start to do interviews how do you what was your 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 Work my ethic. my process <laughs> work. my process for this book probably yeah. wasn't the best process. Um, 
<laughs> because I didn't really know what I was going for or what I was trying to make. So my process was that I was decided I wanted to write a book about ska. I didn't really have much beyond that. I didn't mm-hmm. have a clear angle or focus or anything. So I just. Oops. Okay, so we were talking about your your process. I'm sorry, we had a technical problem. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll start. I can start fresh on that. Oh yeah, sure. I can edit. So, my so my process was probably not the right process. <laughs> um, I my I didn't really know what I was doing at first. I think was part of the problem. I didn't. So I didn't really have a clear plan because my only. The only thing I knew was that I wanted to write a book about ska because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like much was out there on ska and much was out there that was mm-hmm. um, either that took the music seriously, but wasn't purely mm-hmm. academical, that academic, that was, you know, talked about the genre the way that I see other subgenres being yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about in books and stuff. So, so that's all I really knew about is I wanted to do. So I, I did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I... Um, read whatever I could read. I um, listened to bands that I actually weren't familiar with before. I read blog posts. Marco mm-hmm. on the bass was definitely one that I read a lot of. And I just started interviewing people because I was already a music journalist. So I was comfortable interviewing. Mm-hmm. So I just started collecting interviews and I didn't really write anything for years. I just oh saved, wow. saved interviews. I mostly just saved interviews and I researched. I really got I really filled out my knowledge on areas of ska that I wasn't familiar with beforehand. And yeah, and I, and I got interviews. What happened was that in 2018, I felt like I didn't, I, felt, I was kind of tired of spinning my wheels mm-hmm. and not having a focus. So I, I, I made, I made my new focus to get a contract with a publisher so that the deadline mm-hmm. would oh, force yeah. me to <laughs> Sometimes we need this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's how that's what I need, and uh, yeah. So writing writing the proposal kind of forced me to clearly define the book that I wanted to make because in order to get a contract with a publisher, you have to tell them. Mm-hmm. You can't just say I want to write a book about ska. You have to say, I want to write a book. You know, in my case, I said I'm writing a book that's defending ska. So yeah. I had a clear a clear angle with them. So I, I thought of that as I was trying to come up with the proposal. And uh, not, so not only did the proposal get me a contract with Clash Books, who I'm, I'm with now, it also defined in my own head mm-hmm. what I was trying to do. And, and so for, at that point, I had a much better process. I think once I got to the point where I, I got a contract with Clash and I was I knew that they were going to publish me as soon as I finished writing it, that's when I sat down and I felt like I you know, approached it the way yeah. I should have approached it along. I brainstormed a whole bunch of ideas. Some of my ideas were based on interviews I'd already done. Some of my ideas were just based off of just my head, just yeah, going into territory. Like, mm-hmm. what is, what would I like to write about? And I, I knew that I, I knew that I was going to make it be separate standalone essays. Like I ended up writing it. So I would, I would think in those terms, like what, what could be a standalone essay that would still sort of touch on the theme of, that scars the genre that deserves respect and, and oh, yeah. to be treat, thought of differently. So, you know, I think of things like some of the chapters was like rude boys don't win is probably my longest chapter where I talk about the long process of ska existing in the underground in the eighties to mm-hmm. the mainstream. That was a chapter, you know, that was one idea. Boom. Another idea was something like 
oh, um, the, the Fresno Scott band, Let's Go Bowling, they got their van shut up. I, I'd heard that story in one of my interviews that I did in 2016. And I said, that's a, that's a funny, that's a weird story. That could be a really short chapter. Like, so I would just sort of have these different ideas. And both of those things ended up being chapters in the book. Yeah. And, and some of the things didn't end up being chapters, but because I, I just sort of made a like a three page long yeah. list of <laughs> potential ideas. And so once I got to that, then it was sort of like, well, what interviews do I already have? What interviews do I need? I could start I could start writing chapters, ones that are sort of ready to be written. And then even after that, I would start when the chapters were done and we're editing the chapters. Mm-hmm. Then I'm starting to think like, oh, what's missing? And then I would pick up new interviews and I would fill out parts. Oh, wow. We went through like four edits and my wife edited the book twice and she did the most thorough editing because oh, she's a great. she's a good writer and everything. So she gave in, in early 2019 and late 2019, she did a full edit for me, which was super good. Wow. Be- oh, wow. That's a, it's amazing because y- you have so many stories, anecdotes, anecdote. Is it an English word? An in- yeah. Anecd- okay. Anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm trying some words that it's the same in French. Uh, Yeah, so you must have your head really full of information. So you have to organize it. And oh, wow. Sure. Oh, that's great. I want to talk about some bands because if I want to, uh, what band would you suggest me if I want to feel the the mentality of the two stones with the anti-racist lyrics? And what band could you recommend me? Because I want to make a list and because in my I don't know if you listen to some of my episodes, but um, I love to do repunk mendations for the listeners. So, but I want to have recommendations from you. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, you got to listen to the original two tone stuff for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got to listen to um, the specials. Okay. And the selector are probably are my two favorites from the two tone, but all the two tone bands are great. You know, English Beat, Madness, Bad Manners. Uh, body snatchers they're all great but personally I, I like the specials and the selector the best i think the selector probably my top band because i feel like they they were the closest i think that any band has ever gotten to taking authentic jamaican grooves mm-hmm. and taking distinctly punk energy and melding those things together to create something new i would say that more than any band they did that Yeah, okay. Um, that's the the that's the band I I already know about the names, but I I never took time to really like sure. explore them, so I'm happy you suggest me that. Yeah. Um when you get into the 90s, I don't know, like my some of my favorite bands from the 90s were like ME330 was always mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I loved the Suicide Machines. Oh yeah, I love them too a lot. Um, I was so happy with the new album because of the new album. Oh yeah, super they, good. They haven't released anything for like 15 years or something. Yeah. Yeah. Skank and Pickle were really good, but I feel like Mike Park's best If you want to listen to his best recordings, I would say you should go with his um side his solo project he did um after Skank and Pickle was called The Chinkies. Mm. He uh, put together an all Asian American mm. band and, and they kind of talk about stuff, you know, stuff wow. that they dealt with and just other stuff that he wanted to write about at the time. I think that's some of his absolute best um, recordings were with the Chinkies. And also more recently, um, he, Bruce Lee band, some of his recent stuff with Bruce Lee band has been really, really top notch stuff in the last 10 years. Um, 
And then like, if you're going to listen to brand new bands, you got to listen yeah. to like Bad Operation. You got to listen to Cat Bite. And I also think you should listen to Jer, who is from Scottoon Network. Their, oh. um, their, their original music stuff is really good. They're uh, planning on doing a full length, I think, later this year. And I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. I discovered recently very amazing ska band too. One is Italian. It's called Scasaponca. I don't know if you know them. I don't, but they, I like the name. Yeah, Scasaponca. Uh, they have English and Italian lyrics. Super good. Uh, I discovered like, last week a band called DB, uh, Three DBs Down. DBs mm -hmm. Down, super good. Kill Lincoln. They are more popular. Yeah. Those are more popular. I know, I know Kill Lincoln, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Those guys are great. Yeah. So, Scott, is Scott still needs to be defended because there are still, for me, the scene is still alive, super alive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it needs to be defended in the sense that I think a lot of people still, the scene, you're right, the scene is alive and I think it's growing, but there's so many people who don't give it a chance because mm -hmm. they don't they have this false idea about it. And so they're not willing to listen to the new ska bands or get on board with new ska mm -hmm. because in their head, ska was a silly trend in the nineties. And these bands are just trying to relive something, but that's not what these bands are doing. These bands are new and exciting, interesting. And most of the new bands are very much in tune with the politics of two-tone mm -hmm. ska. And they're very, they're very well educated on ska's history and ska's political you know, yeah. the the relationship with politics and anti-racism, and they are bringing it to the forefront for sure. Great. Wow. Thank you, Aaron. It was uh, very interesting. Where can we find your book if you, if you um, want to buy it? it? So you can get it, you can get it at clashbooks.com, which is my publisher, but you can also get it Amazon and other places. Okay. If people are, if people are in Canada, mm -hmm. I would recommend getting it off of like, Amazon mm -hmm. from from Canada because if they order it from my publisher they're gonna have to pay uh, yeah. you know lots of lots and lots of shipping so I would okay. suggest that yeah um, also you know I, I'm on I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram mm -hmm. uh, under in defense of ska uh, is the handle I would hope uh, people would follow me there I'll continue to post information about the book also I, I'm I'm doing a podcast called in defense of ska with uh, yeah. Adam Davis who's you know I mentioned before from NAR boots and mm -hmm. link 80 and uh, uh, hopefully people can listen we, we've I think we've been doing a great job of oh, yeah. interviewing different people I from will. different scenes and different eras and people who aren't in ska but who have ska connections so we're really kind of trying to shed light on ska in a different way with the podcast as well wow yeah i will listen to it i will put all the informations uh, in the sure. show notes like all the links sure so it's gonna be great and when your book is gonna be released officially may 4th so yeah may really 4th soon. is the release date yeah may 4th may the 4th <laughs> be with ska music <laughs> i know this year star wars day yeah is <laughs> is Scours. Scours day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaron. It was, it, it was really fun. <laughs> hey, want to listen to his band, Flat Planet? I do. It's super good. Let's listen to their old song, Mr. Good Body.
or I'll let off some steam. How much can you curl? How much can you curl? Can you curl as much as me? Look at my Aussie, all so strong, like rollers. The girls they see me, they just can't keep off me. Stop! Don't mock me, or I'll let off some steam. Don't you wanna be like me? Don't you wish you were like me? Don't you wanna be like me? Don't you wish you were like me? Don't you want to be like me? Don't you wish you were like me? Don't you want to be like me? Don't you wish you were like me? energy oh yeah flat planet ladies and gentlemen and now it's time to listen to the last recommendation of the day the last song of the day is for a great band from california called rundown creeps rundown creeps i love them so much and i also love their t-shirts It's a three members band from Los Angeles and they were formed in 2009. I'm so in love with the vocal. It's crazy. The influences. I love them so much. And I also love their t-shirt. For their sophomore album and recently they released a new single called Held Down. It reminds me a lot of Sublime and it's good. And that's the song I want you to listen with me today.
price, but no one cares. To live in life just to compare. A pretty smile on your troubled face till the day you meet that lone embrace. Who really knows if it all means well? Are we closer to heaven? Are we closer to hell? Or is perception of the blame? We're not all the same. Paradox of name. Insanity and flame while I'm held down. Believe it or not, it's already the end for today, my friends. I had a fantastic time learning more about ska music for the last two episodes. I love that this podcast allows me to learn every day. Please subscribe and share the Punk Rocket Show. Support Aaron and the bands I played. All the informations are in the show notes if you want to reach them. If you want to support the podcast, check the show notes also if you want to buy me a coffee, a virtual coffee. On the two next episodes, my guest will be Steve Rawls from Belvedere. And this is a stand-up. We're going to talk about the new Belvedere album, but also about so many other topics. Be there. Thank you to Epic Merch Store for being our sponsor. And thank you to Scott Hall Quiz for the edit and the technical production stuff. Punk your life, guys. See you next week. But punk your life and skank your life. <laughs> Bye. Au revoir. Okay, I'm gone.